Hello and welcome to our Give Love Bradford podcast, where we'll be delving into conversations being held across the district and learning more about how we can come together to create positive change for the communities that need it the most. Give Bradford is an organisation that supports hundreds of charities and community organisations across Bradford addressing inequalities. We invest in these groups by distributing grants and sharing advice, acting as a catalyst for positive change. Today's hosts are Steph Taylor, Director of Give Bradford, and Craig Burton, Chair of the Board for Give Bradford. Hi, my name's Steph Taylor, Director at Give Bradford. Welcome to episode four of the Give Love Bradford podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a new fund recently launched by Give Bradford, focusing on supporting the resilience of community organisations across our district. Most of the groups that we fund don't have the infrastructure or capacity to raise funds directly from companies, individuals and national foundations. And we play a vital role in connecting people who want to give with groups who can spend their money creating real social change in the place they love. And that lack of capacity is exactly why we are focusing the Bradford Fund on resilience. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, community organisations were already in demonstrable need of flexible, multi-year funding. The impact of the pandemic on both their finances and their delivery has made that need all the greater. And we think it's our responsibility as a community foundation to broker in funds that meet that need. I'd like to welcome my co-host today, Craig Burton, who is our chair at Give Bradford. Welcome, Craig. Really nice to have you here. Hello, really nice to be here. Yeah, I've got the privilege of being the chair of Give Bradford, which is just something that I'm particularly passionate about, being uh, involved with Give Bradford and the Bradford and District, or that scene of small organisations around about five years now, and things are really moving fast and furious. And uh, there's some real change happening now in Bradford. We're particularly proud to have our board now. It's great, isn't it? And you, you mentioned passion there, Craig. Passion is just a word that I hear so much uh, walking around Bradford and, you know, thinking about what people say when they talk about Bradford. You know, it's all about pride. It's all about energy. It's all about heart. And, and you and the trustees really bring that to the board. Passion's a funny word, isn't it? People say, oh, I'm really passionate about, actually, usually you're passionate about the children you're passionate about. I think that whole thing around, you know, you can be passionate about a city, that place that you owe your livelihood to, somewhere where you grew up and worked, and you, know, you can be passionate about a city. And I think that whole diversity of Bradford, where it's always been a place of people and cultures, it always has been. It's always been a great welcoming city. One of my ancestors arrived in this 17-something from Howarth, Howarth was a really long way away in those days. So they were a migrant <laughs> to Bradford. You know, it took, probably took as long to get from Howarth as it does to get from Warsaw to Bradford nowadays. You know, so it was all relevant and it was also particularly welcoming, uh, diverse city. So they really, that, that's why, I think that's why people come to Bradford because it's such a great place to be. You know, you know and, and we're not making this up because we know, because we work there, because we live there and, uh, and we owe our livelihoods to Bradford. Absolutely. Um, and people who owe their livelihoods to Bradford, you know, they they are the kind of people that we partner with and that support the programmes that we run with community groups. Um, tell us a little bit about why you got involved in the Bradford Fund, Craig, and how other people could do the same. I got involved in Give Bradford because there was something, there was a, there was something that was bubbling away for, for Bradford, but we saw all these smaller community groups that didn't get a look in. You saw them working particularly hard and it was very much 
and it, well, it still is very hand to mouth for most of these organisations. We just got involved with that because we could see that from Leeds, and I was I was involved in I was a trustee of Leeds Community Foundation, so you know, and we were doing some work in Bradford already. We said let's let's see what's going on in Bradford, and why don't we give it our all, really throw everything at it, and get something going? Because the the model that was in Leeds was just astounding. It was it, I was so proud to be involved in the thing in Leeds. So, why is this not happening in Bradford? Because, you know, there's there's just as much stuff going on in Bradford as there is in Leeds. And uh, all these smaller groups are missing out. And that's unfair, isn't it? And we try, we talk about that strapline and levelling up. Well, leave that, let's put that to one side, but just be fair, give everybody the same opportunity. And that's why we got involved. So absolutely. our job is to absolutely bang that drum, shout as loud as we can to the business community and say, this is what you can do. If if you want to divert, you know, your goodwill, your kindness, you want to divert it somewhere where you can really make a difference. And that's why we set up the Bradford Fund, because we're completely autonomous of everybody else. We absolutely were by Bradford, for Bradford, for the benefit of the people of Bradford and district. And that's it. It's really pure and simple. And it's a great one-stop shop for um, business community, individuals to uh, that word philanthropy, it's a big word, isn't it? And Bradford's, uh, Bradford's got a great history of philanthropy. But um, but for our businesses now, you know, it's part of the deal. Running a business in Bradford, part of the deal is giving back. That's how I feel anyway. Good to hear. Good to hear. And like you say, you don't know what you don't know. And there are 1,400 of those local groups that you talk about, Craig, in Bradford and District. It's about 1,400 of them. Isn't that amazing? Operating locally, hyper-locally. You know, doing stuff with a budget of hundred pounds up to yeah. you know just under a million pounds, yeah. and yeah. doing things at, at scale that really support the most marginalised people in our communities. And I think that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is thinking about people with that passion for Bradford, working in Bradford, and being able to get funding to them that allows them to do the right thing by their communities that isn't determined by other people, but is determined by people that know what it is that's needed and yeah. I think that's really powerful we see all these groups starting I know because I've, I've started uh, social groups and charities you know I've done the I've done the legwork and I know how difficult it is and all these groups they don't start these groups off thinking right well I can get some money to do this that gets they don't start the, none of these groups start with the the, uh, the money at the at anywhere it doesn't feature it's about this this isn't happening this is not getting done I need to get something done and that's how all these groups start, which is humbling, isn't it? To see, I, I look at some of the groups that we have in Bradford, and you think, who came up with that idea? How did they, honestly, and then you look at the smiles on people's faces and you look at the impact that they have. And actually, none of these groups should exist, should they really? In a society that we have, no, none of them should exist really. You know, in an ideal world, in a utopia, we should all be looking after each other. But we know that that just doesn't happen. So how gorgeous that we've got that safety net of good kind people that have great ideas that make people's knees tremble and the, the hairs stand up on your arms thinking how did they come up with that idea look at the smiles look at what they've changed in society tiny little groups that make a massive difference and a massive impact and save lives what a privilege we have to do this job i just love it one of those fantastic community groups is west bowling youth initiative and we're going to be joined now by Hakik Sadiq, 
from that organisation who's going to talk to us about his experiences of working in Bradford and with the Bradford Fund. West Bowling Youth Initiative is a local charity based in a multicultural area of Bradford. It was established in 1991 to work with young British Pakistani Muslim men, especially those who were at risk of offending. The initial project was supported by the Prince's Trust and subsequently gained funding and backing from others. Over the last 30 years, West Bowling Youth Initiative has broadened its remit and developed a strong reputation for successfully engaging young people, including those excluded from school and those in the criminal justice system or facing a difficult transition to adulthood. So welcome to the podcast, Hakeek. Really nice to see you today. How are you doing? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Had a bit of sleet and snow, but we're inside, so dry. (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, look, tell us about West Bowling Youth Initiative. You know, what do the people need to know? West Bowling Youth Initiative was set up around 1990-91. There were some disturbances in the area. I remember vaguely it was a summer's day and there'd been some conflict between some white kids and Asian kids. Broken windows, smashed cars. And what they sort of found out at the time, the police and the youth service, that there wasn't enough work in the area for sort of young people, teenagers, late 80s and sort of early 90s. Youth work was generally focused on sort of six to nine, 10 year olds. I know because I used to work for the youth service as a sessional worker. So the problems of that summer sort of created Westmoreland Youth Initiative. So the police, Bradford Council, some local people got involved and set up the organisation. And it generally targeted young people at risk, young men who was sort of on the borders of criminality and stuff. What we had here at Parkside is a lovely big sports centre in the middle of West Bowling, not being used at weekends and evenings. And so initially volunteers and youth service staff set up sessions for young people. And as the numbers grew, there were 40, 50, 60 young people. I remember I got involved on Sunday night, six till nine, just doing football uh, inside. The numbers were just enormous. So there was clearly a need. So you've obviously grown over a number of years and had funding from lots of different places, um, which is common for community organisations. And what you talked about there in terms of being rooted in the community, I think is really powerful. You know, people who've worked with the organisation generations over time you know you can't replicate that and you know we need to find brilliant ways to keep organisations like you going in communities. I just wondered what was different for you about the Bradford Fund if anything um, to some of that other funding. A lot of the funding is about delivering and doing with this we can actually sit down and reflect on where we're going. The infrastructure is really important because some of the trustees are getting on We've got young people coming in as volunteers, so they need support and training. We're a small team. There's two or three of us, and, and there's a lot of pressure. The last two years have been really difficult, you know, in terms of COVID. I lost my mum in April 20. NASA lost his mum last July. So we've had sort of personal and tragedies, and it's been really difficult to focus on his work. So this has come at the right time for me. It's, it's sort of realigned. And since last sort of September, I feel as if I'm back on track. We've had two difficult years in our personal lives and, and family and stuff and COVID in the community. So everything has had to be pushed aside because of COVID. But I feel that I'm back on track. This funding for me personally and the, the trustees will help us uh, for the next two, three years. We'll always bring funding in. I think that's not going to be a problem, but it's the right funding and the right work and making sure the organisation from the top is sort of solid and we know where we're going. Can I ask a question, Hadkeek, if you don't mind? You look at uh, where you've come sort of 1991, you must have seen that there's some massive changes there. About There must be 
And I've seen your employment links that you have as well around getting people into employment. I've seen the figures that you've, you've, you've put on there as well. Because of the Bradford Fund and how it's made up of basically most of it is, is around business engagement. It's about philanthropy. It's about uh, good people of Bradford doing great things back in Bradford. What business engagement do you have that might link to that, that might help us all bang the drum about give Bradford the, the, some of the work we're doing there? What businesses do you work with? Or you don't have to name them if you don't want, but what kind of businesses do you work with now? You know, if I'm being honest, it's been difficult working with businesses. We support a lot of young people, especially young men, into work, job readiness, CV, interview skills. So they're ready. Recently, a lot of young men in the area have been getting work up at Marks and Spencer's. You know, the big site they've got in the 606. But it's keeping them in, in work. Locally, there's a lot of small employers, AR Travel, and there's lots of firms. We find that, first of all, our first point of contact is the voluntary sector because a lot of work over the years here for young people, there's a lot of young men working in residential social care, uh, community work, youth work. Unfortunately, Bradford being Bradford, there's a lot of work which is cash in hand and, and it doesn't pay great. You know, and I can give lots of examples, but I don't want to, but we try to get young men ready for work, proper work. And also, I always sort of distinguish between a job and a career. So try and get into a career, something which it might not pay great, but long term, there's more sustainability. I think if I had one key messages for businesses is that we work with young people, 13, 14, 15, who could go down the wrong road. And our work hopefully will take them back to sort of normal society or hopefully progress. For young people, the first opportunity is working in retail or a warehouse or B&Q. So it's, it's those sort of organisations that need young people because they work out cheaper for them in terms of cost, weekend jobs, evening jobs. It's important that, you know, it works both ways, doesn't it? Young people need work. Businesses need young people as well. And we need to get them job ready. That's the important yeah. thing. I think sometimes it's that poverty of aspiration with young people, isn't it? And we tell agencies that we need to lift them out of that poverty. You're a really well-established organisation. You're an absolute beacon of what's good about West Bowling or West Bowling very well. What difference has the Bradford Fund made to you and your organisation? If you were explaining that to somebody else that didn't know we existed. I think the Bradford Fund, for me personally, it's come at the right time. A lot of this fund is about what I do for the next year and two years. The, the team can carry on doing delivery and doing projects and sports. We've got fair bit of sports money this year another funny but for me it's making sure the charity is grounded we have away days we look at training needs of trustees and young people staff look at training so if we don't get it right i don't think we can move forward and, and, and this one just again it's time to reflect and review where we're at and where we're going and also i know the word resilience has been used a lot but it is it's about being resilient we go back to September last year, 2021, I was like thinking, I'm panicking here a bit. I'm thinking, we've lost the NHS contract, we've lost um, schools work, and there was a lot of uncertainty through COVID for everybody. But the last six months, and in particular this, it sort of gives us a bit of, it's, it's laying the foundations for future work. So what I think I'm hoping that we get out of this work with the fund is a lot more networking and partnership work. I really enjoyed that first session where we were talking to other organisations. I've already sort of, this year I'm thinking, I need to make connections with other organisations 
whether in Keithley or Sedgeburg Centre up at Odsell. I've, I spoke to Arnie there the other day. I said, look, I'm happy to work with you if you come and work with us and, and share experiences. I think, I'm, I hope, give Bradford is about giving Bradford groups an opportunity to, to talk to each other, meet uh, and, and, you know, shared experiences about, you know, I, I use QuickBooks, for example, and I, I, I want to go to another level using QuickBooks. It just saves a lot of time. And then I'm the ch chief fundraiser as well. So it's been smart the way you work. And I, I want to pass that on to other groups within this um, sort of good Bradford fund. I think that bit there, Hakeet, where you talk about your time and what you do is really critical because we hear that time and time again across the sector. And, you know, something like how to use QuickBooks better, arguably it's quite boring. It's not being out there working with young people and doing the work that needs to happen on the ground, but it's really important to the future of your organisation. And generally funders don't support that. And, you know, we've really picked that up in terms of making sure that we're funding the bits of the organisation that keep it going. And, you know, businesses can relate to that, that partner with us. We don't expect a business to run without any research and development costs, without a strategy, without thinking about how it's going to move forward as an organisation. But somehow we do expect that of charities. We just expect charities, community groups to be able to get their delivery done and not do anything else. And I just find that really bizarre. So hopefully through the fund, those kinds of opportunities to actually spend some time developing your organisation and making your organisation sustainable and recognising that that costs money because it takes your time. You know, that's what the Bradford Fund's all about. Yeah, I, I'm forever sort of thinking, how can I work smarter? You know, the example of QuickBooks is on, on the PC, so I can I can tap in any time, but I do need to put a little bit of time every week or every two weeks, uh, uh, half a day. But it, it's vital in terms of sustainability. So one of the things with this Give Bradford Fund is, is looking how I can work even smarter um, and look at uh, leadership roles. So, you know, the, the funds for me is about senior management, trustees, how we develop skills so that we can work smarter. But also, like I said, I can mentor other organisations and then I could charge for it and then, you know, generate some income because there's a lot of people after my time and, and, and some of it I give away free. You know, if it's a sports club, I'll help them with funding and stuff like that. And, and that's in my time. But if it's during the day, work time, um, you know, I, I've got to be use my time wisely. And I think, and generally I do, I never sort of feel stressed out and think, I think works to be enjoyed. But with this fund, it's an opportunity to grow and, and look at the structure of the organisation. And the example is with the cafe that we're hopefully setting up in May, we're going to have a cafe manager, and lots of volunteers. We've looked around and, and that will be one arm of the organisation bringing in new funding and, and fees and charges. So we don't want to be reliant on grants. Contracts and commission is something we've had for the last 10 years, but the opportunities out there. But we need to look at fees and charges in terms of the cafe, the school's work, and charging other people for our services. I'm hoping Give Bradford connects a lot of voluntary groups and charities. That's a really fair ask, I think, and a good challenge for us to think about how we build on that networking that's been taking place as part of the fund, yeah. both by community organisations, but also, as Craig talked about earlier, with businesses directly and making sure that we are making use of all the assets that there are in the districts. Yeah. It's really important. I think the other thing I'm kind of struck by, Hakeet, with what you're talking about there is, is just the value 
of our convening role in the district and how relentless we need to be at making the case for community organisations like yours and how important that funding is for being able to do the right thing by people in communities. So I really appreciate you bringing some of that to life. Like you mentioned earlier, Hakeek, there's lots of demands on your time, so we won't keep you any longer. Um, But thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. It's uh, good to join you. Thanks, Hakeek. And good good luck in West Bowling, one of my favourite places in Bradford. Well, pop down once the cafe's open, hopefully in May. I will do. Can't wait. We're now going to hear from Kim Shuttler, Chief Executive of Seller Trust, a long-standing charity in Bradford. Kim's got some thoughts on the Bradford Fund and she's going to share those with us now. Hi, my name's Kim Shuttler. I'm the Chief Executive of the Seller Trust, a mental health charity based in Bradford. But also, until very recently, I was the chair of the VCS Assembly and have done that role for the past three years, essentially championing and representing the voluntary and community sector on um, the strategic boards in our district. So I have a good understanding of what's going on in our fantastic, vibrant, diverse sector. Give Bradford is so important to our district. It's, it's crucial for our sector and it's crucial for the people that we serve. Our sector is fantastically diverse, um, but it's primarily, like the rest of the sector actually, made up of very small grassroots organisations. Lots of them are predominantly uh, volunteer run. And, you know, more than ever, but of course forever, those organisations have been there for the people that need it the most. And wow, the people really, really need it now as we move into such a difficult period for our communities. We have seen those organisations come out under the most impossible and difficult circumstances during COVID. And what they do is that they put everything aside for, for people and for communities. They, they don't care about contracts. They don't care about what's in their terms and conditions. They drop everything for people. But they're struggling. The demand is absolutely phenomenal at a time when the funding is going down. And so the Bradford Fund with a focus on resilience is key because we need those organisations to survive and we need those organisations to be strong, not for the sake of those organisations, but for the sake of the people that they're serving. And those are the organisations that have the reach into the communities and the ability to reach people in, in a way that nobody else can. So, you know, Give Bradford really helps that. It plays a crucial role in terms of getting important funds to the organisations and the people that need it the most. So we've heard from Kim. Steph, what, what do you think? Oh, I just think the privilege that it is to do our job, but the absolute responsibility that we've got to prioritise working with partners and donors who share our vision of a resilient sector, Kim's vision, Hakeek's vision. You know, we all want the same thing for Bradford, but the only way we're going to make it happen is by working together. So I'm really struck by how important it is that we really make sure that our funding gets to the vital grassroots organisations that make our district thrive. We know how to do that at Give Bradford. That's the brilliant thing. You know, we know where the groups are. We've built trust with those groups and we can get funding to them in a way that's equitable. We need partners to come with us on that journey. And I'm excited about it. Well, I think I, I absolutely echo that. But one thing that really resonates with me around what we do is it's about smaller organisations that have great ideas that I would have never known existed. In that, I've got loads of examples of speaking to funders and donors and organisations. I never knew that was a problem in Bradford. I never knew that was a community group in Bradford. 
I would have never funded or donated to an organization like that because I didn't understand. And I think part of our job is to communicate what's important because I'm running a business and all the business owners in Bradford that work blooming hard, they're too busy doing that bit. You can't expect them to know all this stuff. So part of our job is to not tug on people's heartstrings at all. It's just to let them know what's there, what needs doing, what's not getting done. And that's it. What's not getting done and what you can do about it. I think that's the key for any business in Bradford who has anything to, we talk about giving back. Oh, just give, you know, just give. And that's all we need. Let's uh, make the world a much better place and let's start with Bradford and District. What a brilliant place to end, Craig. And, you know, it's always a joy to work with you, but thanks so much for working with me today on the podcast. And thank you also to Kim Shuttler and Hakeek Sadiq for joining us today as well. Well, thank you, a team. You do a great job. I'm very proud to work with you. Thank you. If you'd like to talk about getting involved in the Bradford Fund, get in touch with our team by emailing givebradford at leedscf.org.uk. If you enjoyed this episode, take a couple of seconds to rate it on your favourite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to our newsletter. And you can visit our website at givebradford.org.uk. Feel free to email us at givebradford at leadcf.org.uk. Speak to you soon for the next episode of Give Love Bradford.